This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I am so thrilled that you've joined me today. Can you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you're fired up to start this new week as uh, the Lord has gifted it as a gift to you. But hopefully yesterday you gathered together with the people of God to get into the house of God, to lift up the name of God. And that's what makes a great weekend. I can't wait for our conversation today. Today we're going to talk about killing comparison and how that happens with a good friend and guest, Nona Jones, in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you how excited I am about November 17th. Mark your calendar for November 17th. And you may say, what is important about that day? Well, I'm glad you asked. That day is our next Equipper Zoom webinar. It's the next opportunity I have to uh, have this intimate gathering with our monthly supporters, those who support the program prayerfully and financially on a monthly basis for a discussion about issues that matter greatly to our culture, to the church, and even to our own hearts. This uh, Equipper Encourager uh, and uh, Equipper Zoom webinar theme uh, is the Christian and politics. Now, you may say, Chris, I'm kind of exhausted with that conversation. And after all, shouldn't that come earlier? Because uh, the midterm election, by the way, is November 8th, and I think we all know that. But actually, I'm grateful for when it's scheduled, that uh, it's scheduled afterwards for two reasons. Number one, our uh, uh, the, the guidance Scripture gives us for how we should be engaging civically, how we should be engaging politically, should not be limited to election cycles. So what I'm going to share with you is not temporal in nature. It is uh, not short-term or short-sighted. It really is playing a long game, and it's based off of our values. And so I just want to encourage you towards that. But secondly, I just think that after November 8th, we're going to have a lot to reflect on. There are a lot of ballot issues uh, that all of us are going to have to uh, vote and weigh in on in our states um, we've talked a lot about the sanctity of life issues, voters' rights issues, immigration issues. All of those are going to be on our ballots. And then there's a lot of gubernatorial seats that are up for um, grabs. There are a lot of Senate seats. So there's going to be a lot to, to uh, discuss and digest. For example, how should we respond when the candidate we hoped would get elected doesn't? How should we respond if the proposal that we hope would be defeated, actually succeeds. The opposite is true, too. How should we respond when our party or our candidate, and hopefully we're not beholden to any one party, hopefully our hearts are beholden to the Lord um, above all things, but what do we do 
when the person that we hoped get elected uh, gets elected does, or the proposal we hope wins does. Well, all of that uh, and more is what we're going to discuss, and we're going to look to the Word of God, and I believe it's going to really, really help us to experience freedom from political idolatry, and it's going to help us to live, share, and defend our faith more effectively. Now, if you're a monthly partner, you should uh, be uh, already uh, registered there, uh, in our last equipper encouragement email to you, which came out last week. There was registration information. If you're not a monthly partner, don't worry. It's easy to become one. Dial the number 888-644-4144. You don't want to miss this one. Uh, the Christian in Politics, 888-644-4144, or go to equipradio.org. So let me ask the question of the day. How do you feel about your life right now? How do you feel about your life right now? Would you describe uh, the way you feel about your life right now as joyful, content, deeply satisfied? Or would you say, man, uh, right now, Chris, I'm feeling discouraged. I feel defeated, inadequate. I feel um, just absolutely like I'm coming in second place or maybe even last place. Can I say that if the latter describes the way you feel about your life, odds are it's because you may have been uh, afflicted by this, um, this epidemic of comparison that's happening that's very toxic and it's destroying the joy of so many people. That is why I'm fired up today to have Nona Jones with me. You guys know Nona. You know how excited I am to have her on. She's a great speaker, a wonderful author. She's also the head of Global Faith-Based Partnerships at Facebook. Her newest book, Killing Comparison, Reject the Lie, You Aren't Good Enough, and Live Confident in Who God Made You to Be is uh, already uh, just an amazing book that's having tremendous impact. Nona, how are you today? I am great. How are you? I am I am really good. I got a chance to uh, read your book, and uh, I'm super grateful for it. Listen, every book has an origin story. So, Nona, what's the <laughs> origin story of Killing Comparison? Oh, boy. Well, um, you know, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I, I love your show and just you know who you are in the kingdom of, of God. Um, so I have been extremely blessed in my life to have a great job, you know, great family, and also a very busy itinerant ministry. And so, you know, over the last many years, I've been traveling the world and speaking in various contexts. And then, of course, you know, when the pandemic happened, I watched my speaking calendar basically whittle down to nothing because events got canceled and postponed. Well, one morning I happened to open my Instagram app because I was going to respond to comments from people. And I caught a glimpse of my news feed and a friend of mine made a post where she was sharing the exciting news that she would be speaking at this huge women's conference <laughs> that had went virtual because of the pandemic. And I saw it and I was like, Oh, that's cool. Well, I scrolled down a little bit more and there was another friend sharing the exciting news that she was also speaking at this conference. And when I scrolled down more, there was another friend and another and another. And I started to ask myself questions like, why wasn't I invited? Like, why was I overlooked? Because I knew all the speakers and I knew the host. And so I started to click on their profiles and I was like, how many followers do they have in comparison to me? And I clicked on their websites. How many other events are they speaking at in comparison to me? And I started to do 
all of this comparison calculus while asking, why was I overlooked? Why was I not good enough? Why wasn't I invited? And the Holy Spirit asked me a different question. The Holy Spirit said, Nona, why does it matter? And I was like, why mm. does it matter? <laughs> because there's <laughs> a huge event happening and I won't be speaking at it. And and the Holy Spirit said, so do you only think that you only have as much value as the speaking invitations you receive? Wow. And I was like, no, <laughs> I, said, I know what your word says. And uh, I heard the Lord say, Nona, your problem isn't what you know in your head. It's what you believe in your heart. And because you don't believe what I've said, you are insecure. And that is what got me on the path to really trying to figure out what is the origin of our insecurity and how do we get free? Because wow. so many of us are dealing with this. All right. So first off, let me just say thank you for just liberating a lot of folks today just by being honest, real and raw. That's just refreshing. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate the vulnerability you show in your book and even in uh, just that answer that you just gave. Secondly, I just want to let you know, I never struggle with this. So all the questions <laughs> I'm going to ask you from here on out, I'm asking for a friend. I just want to let you gotcha. know, this is not my struggle. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I think every single one of us struggles with this. And that's why yeah. it's so real. And we're going to open up the phone lines at 877-LIVE-675. And I promise you this, we're going to create a safe space for you to process with Nona maybe struggles you're having with comparison or maybe struggles you're having with insecurity um, today, we can process that and maybe uh, be a prayer partner with you today, 877-548-3675. Now, you know, and I know it's not lost on you, the irony that some will have with you <laughs> writing this book, right? Yeah. They're going to say, yeah. here you are working for one of the big social media, the biggest really mm -hmm. social media outfit out there. And so much research is coming out right now that seems to lay this epidemic that you are really leading the charge to kill at the mm -hmm. feet of um, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all these other places. So what do you say about is social media the problem or is there something deeper? I love this question. Um, so let me say, what's interesting for me is, yes, I work for a social technology company, the largest social network in the world, and I'm also in ministry. And so I look at everything through the lens of what does this mean biblically and spiritually? And what, what I realized is while, you know, insecurity does typically get blamed on social media, the truth is while social media does expose our insecurity, it's not the source of our insecurity. And the reason I say that is two people can see the exact same post. One person can walk away from it inspired and invigorated, and another person can walk away from it feeling like they're not good enough. Yeah. And so what it ultimately boils down to is really a condition of the heart. And that's what I spend so much time on in the book is helping us really figure out what's happening inside of us. What are some lies that we have accepted as truth that have caused us to believe that someone else's success is our failure, that has caused us to believe that somebody else's win 
is our loss. And really, you know, comparison in and of itself is neutral, but it can have one of two outcomes. A healthy comparison can cause inspiration, right? Like Mm -hmm. we see somebody achieve the thing that we've been trying to achieve and we're like, that's amazing. I can do it too. But toxic comparison leads to us questioning our worth because we see somebody else achieve something and we say, I could never do that. And so the goal of this book is really to help us change what we believe so that we can live confident in who God has made us to be. It's so good. Listen, uh, in this book, you're going to learn how to determine your true self-worth. You're going to develop some practical ways to uh, conquer this this kind of toxic Uh, comparison that's happening in many of our lives on a daily basis. You're going to also learn how to control social media instead of letting it control you and so much more. I have my copy of Nona's book. You need to get your copy. And the way you can do that is by going to our website, equipradio.org. That's equippedradio.org. And uh, click on today's program details, and there is ordering information there. And before it's all said and done, I'm even going to bless a few people with a copy today of Nona's book. But before we do that, I want to go back to the phone lines and say you can call in today. And there's three groups that I want to speak to. One, those who want to call in for yourself because you know this is speaking right to your heart. This is reading your mail. This is right where you're at, 877-LIVE-675. Also, secondly, as I said, I want to create a safe space. So if you want to call in anonymously and say, I'd rather not give my name, that is fine. Just call because what's most important today for me and my heart is that you're blessed and freed from the prison of toxic comparison. And then thirdly, uh, maybe it's your son or daughter that you're seeing their life destroyed because of this. Man, the toll that this thing has taken on our young women, Nona, and uh, I'm raising a teenage daughter right now. I'm blessed to have a 16-year-old daughter who uh, I love deeply, but is being raised in a culture that is constantly encouraging her to uh, buy into this kind of toxic comparison. And uh, Mm -hmm. as her dad, I'm constantly trying to affirm her uh, to, yeah, be inspired. That's a good thing. But don't let any uh, anything cause you to feel like you are not enough. Uh, I'm grateful that I can put this book into uh, her hands. But I might make her buy her own copy because I might keep mine. But <laughs> you can get a copy. Go to our website, equipradio.org. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Nona about how do we determine the true source of our self-worth. The phone number, 877-LIVE-675 for you to join the conversation. As always, social media is available to you, Facebook and Twitter, Equip Radio. Don't go anywhere. Much more to come next up on Equip. Hey there, friends, Chris Brooks here. You know, it's no secret that good marriages take work, and sometimes we need help to resolve our differences. Dr. Gary Chapman is highly respected for his godly wisdom on overcoming relational conflict and finding joy together. I want to share his important book with you called Loving Your Spouse When You Feel Like Walking Away. It's written for any couple eager to create a marriage that lasts. Get your copy with a gift of any amount. 
call 888-644-4144 or go to equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Today we are killing comparison, helping you to reject the lie that you're not good enough and helping you to live confident in who God made you to be. What are the lies that we're being told? What's the source of our insecurity? How do we detox? Um, Well, all of that and more is in Nona Jones's newest book, Killing Comparison. I highly encourage you, get a copy. And I'm just gonna tell you some recommendations on how to read it. Read it yourself for sure. But I, I wanna give the second recommendation that is read it in a small group setting. I just think that it's it's just so much more powerful when maybe your small group at church, your life group, uh, a group of friends that you just uh, kind of invite on this journey. When you guys are processing this together, it will be life-changing, I promise you. Nona, I want to go to the phone lines. Uh, Christine is listening in Tennessee, and I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for calling. What's your question or comment for Nona? Well, I wanted to know, hi, Steve, listen to you every day. Thank you so much for your program. I mean, Chris, I'm sorry. No, no problem. Um, Go ahead. I, um, I'm i in my mid-70s, and the time I could remember doing anything, I was always told I was never good enough. I'd never amount to anything. Why don't you work harder? Why can't you do better like your sister? And, what a, and um. I guess there's times during the week, during the day, I'm a widow also, so I'm alone, that it, I really feel like people, what have I done wrong that people don't call me back when I say, let's go out to have, meet here, let's meet here after church, whatever. Sure. I just feel like I can hear it in my, my head. See, she told you you'd never amount to anything and you weren't good enough for anybody. Yeah. Well, first off, I want to say thank you for calling because I just think mm-hmm. that you represent so many people who are listening and your courage today to call in and ask Nona this question, I think is going to be uh, a blessing to you for sure, but a blessing to many who are listening. So thanks for doing that. So Nona, um, Christine represents a lot of people who mm-hmm. didn't get it from social media. They got it from mom or dad and been yep. carrying it for their lives. So now here she is yeah. 70 still dealing with this. What do you say? Well, let me first say, and you you already said it, but thank you so much for being vulnerable and just being willing to share that. Um, It's interesting because when I wrote this book, I had in my mind that the target audience would be, you know, millennials, people in my generation who are struggling with this. But what I came to realize is that insecurity doesn't have an age limit. Um, I heard from a woman who's 83 and who had the exact same sentiment. And what I realized is this is something that the enemy is deriving so much pleasure from because what it does is it robs us of our potential and our purpose. What I wanna say to you, Christine, and what I wanna say to everybody who's listening is number one, you know, the Bible tells us, I believe it's Proverbs 18 and 21, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And that word power is actually the Hebrew word yod, which means hand. And so 
people use the hand of their tongue uh, to fracture identities. You know, I, I reflect on my own childhood, similar to yours, and having, you know, my mother say, you'll never be anything, you know, you're not pretty, nobody's going to ever want you, I didn't even want you. Those words I carried into adulthood, and I think that's what really creates the breeding ground for comparison, because what happens is when we accept those words as true, we begin to look at others and how, let's say you send a text to a friend and you're like, hey, let's get together for lunch and you don't hear from them. But then suddenly you see them posting uh, about a lunch date that they had with somebody else. And you're like, well, what was it about that other person that made them respond to them? And so the, the words that are spoken over us have power, which is why I believe one of the keys to getting free from this is we have to believe what God says about us. We hear the lie. We hear the lie that we're not good enough. We hear the lie that we'll never be anything. But then we have to reflect back on Jeremiah chapter one and five. And we often reflect on this verse as the foundation for our belief that life begins at conception. But if you actually listen to what God is saying, it's so much deeper. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Life doesn't begin when the sperm meets the egg. Life began before conception because wow. God had already knew us. He already identified us and purposed us and called us. And so no matter what somebody says about you, you have to know that your father loved you and called you and purposed you before you were even conceived. And once you believe that, it doesn't matter what anybody says because your heavenly father has already spoken truth and everything else is a lie. Father, I thank you for Christine. Lord, I pray that you would just allow her to know the greatest sense of your love, that she would meditate on your promises, that she would know deeply that you loved her enough that you sent your son to die for her so that you might be with her forever in eternal relationship. Father, may that, may the cross be a forever reminder to her of how much you love her. And I pray that you would affirm that love in many ways in the days to come. Bless my sister, I ask in Jesus' name, amen. You stay on the phone. We're going to be a blessing to you today. I want to give you, just as a way of saying, we appreciate you, and God sees you, a complimentary copy of Nona's book. So don't go anywhere. My producer is going to get your information, and you hang on the line. Listen, so many calls are coming in, 877-LIVE-675. I want to get to as many of them as I can. And throughout the conversation, I also want to just uh, get to the content of the book as well. So, Nona, part of what you want us to do is to have self-awareness, right, is to know what lies we're being told and then know how those lies are impacting us. Is that right? Amen. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I think part of the, the enemy's goal, part of the enemy's goal is to make us believe the lie that we're unwanted and we're unworthy. Because when we believe that, what we end up doing is we disqualify ourselves. The purpose for which God created us, we disqualify it because we think, well, I could never do that. I've That's talked to so many people who God has called to ministry and they say, well, I could never do that because they've been told these lies. Uh, and it's truly a trick of the enemy. Yes. Let's go, to, let's go to the phone lines. Russell is listening in Washington. Hey, Russell, thank you so much for listening to Equip. What's your uh, comment or question for Nona? Well, I want to kind of take this a little bit different direction, where if you're serving on the staff of a church and you're a pastor and there's several pastors on staff, 
one of the things that kind of creeps in, and I just addressed this at an elders meeting recently, and I wish I'd have known his book because it would have been perfect. <laughs> it was we're, sometimes, uh, even in ministry, when we're all equipped, we're all called at the same level, we've all had the same seminary training, whatever, sometimes pride creeps in based mm-hmm. upon the pulpit. Yeah. And what yeah. I mean by that is yep. we get out of our lane sometimes. Mm-hmm. So if God's called you into a biblical counseling ministry or children, whatever it is, and then we listen to the pulpit and say, well, I could have preached just as good as that, or I could have prepared that lesson, you know, whatever. But anyway, even even vulnerable pastors yes. can sometimes default to the sin of pride and yeah. get caught up into that. So anyway, well, you, first that was just off, my comment. Russell, I just want to say thank you for bringing that up because we do often think, oh, insecurity is for those who maybe don't have a big platform or aren't being invited to the big stage. Let me just tell you that insecurity (laughs) afflicts everyone. It doesn't care about uh, how big your church is or how many books you've written or how many events you've spoken at. I think what makes this book powerful, (laughs) Nona, is that it it, it affects everybody, doesn't it? It does. And I will say this, this is what's interesting. So my husband and I, you know, we have the the privilege of, of leading a local church. It's a smaller church. We have a couple hundred members of which is a blessing. And I regularly speak in front of thousands of people when I travel as an itinerant minister. And I mention this because what I find is that sometimes we have this belief that, well, if I could just get, you know, more people attending, if I could just, you know, get a bigger platform, (laughs) then I'll, I'll be secure. But the truth is the more you achieve, oftentimes the more you struggle with insecurity because you realize that there's people who have achieved more. (laughs) You can never achieve enough. That's why the gospel is so awesome, because it's performance-free. It's not based off of what you've achieved. God's love starts with the proposition that you cannot earn it, but he gives it anyway. He doesn't just love you perfectly. He knows you perfectly, and he still loves you. Let that sink in. The book, Killing Comparison, you can order it today. Maybe for your elder group like Russell, go to our website, equipradio.org. Find out more. We'll be right back. This daily program is fully devoted to coming alongside listeners like you to give you the tools needed for a successful walk with God. As one of our loyal listeners, would you be willing to become an equipper? Your monthly contribution will be applied to equipping others all across the country. Plus, as an equipper, I'll send you regular emails that contain brief pastoral messages prepared just for you. To become an equipper now, call 888-644-4144 or go online to equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. So grateful today to have Nona Jones stop by, talk about her newest book, Killing Comparison. We'll get back to that in just a moment. But again, mark your calendars, November 17th. It's coming up in just a few short weeks. That'll be enough time after the elections for us to take a deep breath, to do an autopsy on what happened, but also to discuss how now shall we live. We got to have a game plan for the Wednesday after the election, if you will. 
How should we engage civically? How does God want us to think about politics? You know, one of the greatest testimonies that I've received recently was from a woman who uh, has um, been listening to our program who said that our program had helped her to experience freedom from political idolatry. And it was so strong that it had been dividing her family and destroying her life. These were her words, not mine. And so I'm grateful that that's possible in a day that seems to center hyper-partisan politics in everything, from the cereals we buy to the commercials we watch to the choices that we make in our day-to-day lives. So how can we stay beholden to Christ in him alone and bear faithful witness in a world that is so hostile and so divided and so uh, partisan? Well, we're going to talk about that and much, much more. Uh, How do we engage civically, the Christian and politics? If you have not registered and you're a monthly partner, please go to your inbox, look at your last Equipper Encouragement email, and the details are there. If you'd like to attend and you're not a monthly partner, no worries. Here's what you got to do. Dial the number 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. And go to uh, also our website, equipradio.org. You can find out more. Uh, Nona, you say humility is a superpower. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so let me first say I'm so grateful for how you even uh, set up this part of the conversation because, you know, when when it comes to identity, many times we end up kind of molding our identity around what other people expect of us because we want them to accept us and we want them to approve of us. Um, Humility is a superpower because, you know, the Bible even says, you know, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And so if we want to live a life defined by grace, we need to live a humble life. But then what does that mean? Humility gets a very bad rap. We tend to think it's about thinking lowly of ourselves. But God has a high view of us. He loves us. He, you know, he believes we're fearfully and wonderfully made. He believes we were worth dying for when we were yet in our sin. So it isn't that humility is about a low view of ourselves. Humility is ultimately about fully occupying the lane that God has given you without looking to the left, without looking to the right, without wishing you were in somebody else's lane. Um, Humility simply says, you know what? What God has given me is enough. What God has graced me to do is enough. And I'm not in competition with anybody else. And once you receive that truth, you will find that another person's success will not threaten you because you will be living a humble life defined by what God has called you to. Now, we all want affirmation, though. And so what do we do, Nona, if we're not getting affirmation from those that we deeply desire from? I mean, let me be honest. I got a wife. I want to hear her affirmation. I got kids. Mm -hmm. I certainly occasionally at least want to hear from my kids. You're doing a good job, Dad. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, you got a church, a family, uh, so much more. So what do you do if you're not getting that affirmation? Well, this is where it gets to be be difficult because the truth is you will never get the affirmation that you need from man. And the reason for that is we were created with a God-sized void on the inside of us. God is the only one 
who can fill that need for affirmation. And we can get compliments, we can get awards, we can get recognitions, but they will feel hollow if we do not as well in parallel receive the truth of who God says we are. When you really understand the fact that, you know, God loved you and died for you when you were at your worst. See, this is the thing. Man affirms us when we're at our best, right? Man affirms us when we're, when we win the race, when uh, we get the new promotion, when we uh, get the award, but God affirmed us when there was nothing to affirm. (laughs) As a matter of fact, he affirmed us when we should have been punished and penalized. And so I think when you really receive that, you'll realize that, man, it would be nice if my spouse complimented me. It would be awesome if my kids called me. But knowing who I am in Christ is more than enough. And so if they do it, that's great. But if they don't, it doesn't make me any less of who God says I am. Listen, wouldn't you love to have Nona as your personal coach? Like, wouldn't it be great to have Nona as your mentor? (laughs) Now, she is way too busy to do that for every one of us. But you can have her as your personal coach, if you will, through her book. I'm telling you, the book is worth it. Get get the book, Killing Comparison. Uh, I believe it's like having her as a coach in your life to be able to help you to think well, to be secure in who God has made you, and to be free to really experience joy in life. Find out more by going to our website, equipradio.org. Click on today's program details. Find out ordering information there. Let's go to Judy, who's listening in Boca Raton, Florida. Hey, Judy, thank you so much for listening to Equip. What's your question today for Nona? Hi, um, thank you so much for being on. I actually just heard a few words, and it, it just spoke to me, you know, about comparison and not being good enough, and I just reach for the, you know, for the number and, you know, you know just call really quickly. I have a, que- a comment and a question. I was on worship team, um, been on worship teams for a long, long time, and um, play piano, play guitar, um, and have the capability of actually leading worship. And it got to the point where we lost our worship leader, and I was hoping to get into that slot. And um, basically, because I'm a woman, the church didn't feel probably that uh, they wanted a woman to lead worship. Um, So I'd like, uh, you know, her feedback on that. I felt so um, bad about uh, what happened is that I ended up leaving the church. I felt, you know, very despondent. I stopped playing. And I haven't played um, and sung in like two years. Mm. And uh, that's, mm. that's happened before. Yet God keeps calling me back to music. I'm, I'm also yeah. a songwriter. And I know that the, the songs are good. I know that I can play very well. But I never really had that confidence to push through these things. And yeah. um, <clears throat> I, I want, I'm, I'm again being called back to worship. I had an injury in my hand and I've been, um, I've been to the doctor about it and it's much better now. So it's time to get back to playing guitar yeah. and piano. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I always feel like God calls me back every time. It's music. That is my ministry. Um, yes. Aside from raising my um, autistic son. And um, I would like to comment on that. And how do you deal with uh, the leaders in yeah. the church that really kind of put you down in, in so many, you know, very sure. subtly? And, um, you know, sure. you lose confidence, yeah. you lose faith even, you know, sometimes. You yeah. know, Judy, Judy, yeah. I just want to say this, and then I want another to respond. 
I feel Ooh. so much for worship leaders. Like, I think everybody <laughs> deals with this, but worship leaders, it just seems so uh, to be acute and so um, prevalent. And my heart breaks at times for worship leaders because Nona, every week, sometimes multiple mm-hmm. times a week, they're putting themselves out there. And yeah. people are finicky, you know, um, yeah. in particular about worship and music yeah. and all that stuff. So it's not just content for some. Uh, it is that you hit the right key and the right note. And mm-hmm. for some, it it is uh, how did you look on stage this week and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. And it's just really, really tough. So, Judy, my heart is for you. My heart is for those who God has called to lead us in worship. I'm so heartbroken over the culture that we have created around worship leaders. It's not healthy, and we need to see just a total renovation of the heart in that area. But, Nona, what would you say to our sister? Well, yeah, I totally agree with you. First of all, I'm, I'm so sorry that you experienced that. Um, and, you know, this is, first of all, let me say, I'm also um, a worship leader, I actually lead our worship team at, at my church. And so I do understand at a very cellular level what it's like, um, you know, to, to have a gifting on the inside of you uh, when it's not able to be expressed. And so I would suggest prayerfully seek God on where he would plant you. Because what I do know is the gifting that God has placed on the inside of you is Mm -hmm. not meant to be buried with you. And when I say that, you know, I really believe that the cemetery is the richest place on earth because so many people died with potential and purpose on the inside of them that wasn't realized because other people said, oh, you're not supposed to do that. So yeah, prayerfully seek God on where he would have you serve because you are definitely not called to sit on your gifting. So seek God for that. Yeah, I'm going to give you a copy of Nona's book. We're going to give it as a gift, just complimentary to say thank you for listening, Judy. But I would just echo, and I'm going to speak to you just as a pastor, okay? As a pastor, not yours, but just as a pastor, it is so important that you find the place of good fit for you. None of us are going to be the right fit everywhere, Not Nona, not Chris, none of us, right? But all of us can find our place. And if we approach church as a spiritual family, which is really what it is, it's not a corporation, not a voting block, not a demographic, it's a spiritual family when done right, my prayer is that you will find a spiritual family that you love deeply, that loves you deeply. Because I will tell you, Judy, that worship is experienced differently when you have spiritual family as your construct. Like, like if my, if my uh, sister or daughter or brother is leading worship, I'm approaching it differently than if I go to a conference and there's a, a, a team up on stage or if I buy a ticket to a concert. And I think that most of us, unfortunately, approach Sunday worship not as a family offering our praise to God together, we approach it like a concert, as if we brought a ticket to this event and we're evaluating it from there. So I I just want to pray for you, Father. I thank you for Judy. I thank you for all of our worship leaders um, that are listening to us right now. God, I do pray that you will forgive us for what we've done with worship. I pray um, that you would heal 
the the hearts and lives that have been wounded as a result of our lack of maturity in this area. And Lord, I do pray for spiritual family for Judy. I pray that she would be in a place where she can soar, a place, Lord, where all of her gifts that you have endowed her with will be fully availed for the edification of your people, for your glory, and Lord, even for the joy of her own heart. Bless her, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Judy, stay on the line. I promise you we're going to get you a book, and uh, it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, no, no, we got to take our last break of the day, but these breaks only give our listeners opportunity to get a copy of the book. Now, by now, you should be thinking, man, can I get this for the elders of my church if you're in leadership? Or can I get this for my friends if you are um, in a life group? Maybe you're thinking, man, can I get this for my small group or the people I'm mentoring? But it starts with you. Go to our website, equipradio.org. Don't go anywhere. Much more to come. Next up on Equip. Equippers, thank you for your faithful monthly support. Please don't miss our Zoom webinar coming up on Thursday, November 17th, right after the program. You should have received an email detailing how to sign up for this interactive face-to-face meeting. If you are not an equipper and want to attend, become a monthly partner by calling 888-644-4144 or go to equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Again, the book, Killing Comparison, Reject the Lie. You aren't good enough and live confident in who God made you to be. I just want you to give us, there's a whole section of the book, Nona, that you talk about how to detox. I just want you to give us just maybe one or two things you want us to know from that section of the book. Sure. Well, so it's it's a three-step process, but I think the first two are the most critical. The first of which, which is probably sounds the most basic, but it's the most difficult, and that is you have to recognize when insecurity is triggered. Um, and, you know, we spend more time denying insecurity than defeating insecurity. So, you know, we'll see somebody do something great and we'll be like, oh, I'm so happy for them. But in, <laughs> inside, we're like, why can't that be me? I think we have to recognize when we're feeling and thinking thoughts um, that just let us know hmm, that just did something to me. And then the second step is after you recognize, wow, this triggered something in me, then it's time to reframe it. And a reframe is basically changing the way that you see something, changing your vantage point. So as an example, um, let's just say that uh, you want to lose 20 pounds and a friend of yours posts on social media that they just lost 20 pounds, but you've been gaining weight. Instead of being angry and feeling like, I'll never lose this weight. Why can't I lose the weight? Maybe you reach out to them and say, hey, I see that you just did this great thing. Can you tell me what you did and how you did it? Because now we're no longer in competition. Now I'm actually learning from you. And that's reframing what could have been a toxic experience into something that could potentially catalyze your potential. So uh, those are two things I recommend. Recognize it and then reframe it so that you can learn and grow from it. You know, I had a Bible study with a group of guys that we, uh, every Monday morning, have a Bible study together, and today was all about self-awareness. 
and uh, mm-hmm. how important that is in order for us to have spiritual uh, growth and victory. And uh, we studied the life of David and, um, mm-hmm. man, the voices. You think about David on the front lines of the Goliath story. His brother told him that he was conceited tr- and he was a troublemaker. King Saul <laughs> told him he was too young and that there was no way he can go up against this experienced warrior uh, in Goliath. Goliath called him a dog. What do you send out a dog against me to fight against me? So David, every voice in his life was critical, but yet he had this huge confidence in the God that he served and this confidence in what God could do through him. And I love that you say, hey, what we need ultimately can't come from people. Doesn't mean that people can't contribute to it, but ultimately it has to come from God. And I think that that is so, so true. Now let's go back to how we started this conversation. Let's go back to Nona uh, during COVID scrolling and and seeing all her friends at these conferences and stuff. As you think (laughs) about that in, in that moment, in light of the book, for those who are experiencing that today, what do you want to say to them? Listen, there is never going to be a point on this side of heaven where you are going to be completely free from insecurity. Like there are going to be things that happen that trigger you and make you ask the question, why am I not good enough? Why didn't I measure up? That's just part of the human condition. The thing I want to leave you with, though, is when that happens, just remember that is a lie. That's a lie. It's an opportunity for you to embrace the truth uh, that not only are you fearfully and wonderfully made, but there's nobody else on earth who can do what you can do because you were the one that God decided was necessary for creation because of the purpose he placed on the inside of you. So walk in that truth and you will experience freedom. Well, you have given us a roadmap for doing it. Thank you for really laying your life out there and uh, allowing it to benefit many, many people. I want to encourage you, get the book. It is worth it. It is worth the price of admission. And uh, I think I've uh, said it in so many ways, but I want to just say it again. Don't read it alone if you can. Now, if you got nobody else to read with, then read it alone and experience all the freedom that comes along with that. We didn't even get to, Nona, the R's. Oh, man, we skipped the R's. All right, listen, 30 seconds. What are the R's? Well, uh, you have to reflect so that you understand how things are affecting you. Uh, Learn to recite what God has said over you uh, through his word. And then recall the times when God has shown up for you, even when you weren't sure that you can show up for yourself. So those are just a few of the R's that you can practically use as a roadmap every day. All right, we got the third one in, so I feel good about that. It's a good interview. You are off the hot seat, Nona Jones. I appreciate you, again, stopping by. Thank you for writing the book. And friends, just know that I share these things with you because I really do want you to be able to experience freedom so that you can more effectively live, share, and defend your faith. God bless you, Nona. God bless you. Thanks for having me. Folks, if you want to get a copy of the book, go to our website, equipradio.org. That's equipradio.org. I can't wait till we're together again next time. Until then, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio. It's a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.
Well, hey there, friends. Chris Brooks here. We live in an era of cancel culture, call-outs, and shaming. It's clear that our society has almost forgotten how to forgive. But Dr. Tim Keller says there is no future without forgiveness. Coming up on Equip, we'll outline four essential actions for genuine forgiveness. You don't want to miss the next edition of Equip. Listen live weekdays at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on the Moody Radio app or EquipRadio.org.